This is Latavia here, and I have my very best friend Louis with me here again. Hola, I'm back. I'm back for another episode. Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about adults and living with CP as an adult. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's roll. talk about first is conditions in adults with CP. Now keep in mind, and this is like one of my biggest pet peeves, they don't have any information out here guys what it's like living as an adult with CP. So the information that we did find is courtesy of the CerebralPalsy.org website and they are a great resource as well. So some of the conditions you can see as an adult is premature aging and that typically happens because we don't move around a lot. We don't get up a lot. It is not constant as it would be for an able-bodied person. So muscles get weaker, things get tighter, and so we tend to age faster just because we live a sedentary lifestyle and that just means we sit down a lot. Now, let me be clear when she says that we're aging, it doesn't mean that we're like 14, 15 year olds with wrinkles on our face and white hair growing at a very young age. No, it definitely doesn't mean that because a lot of people tell me that I don't look my age. So some conditions that you can see in some adults with CP is some walking difficulties or swallowing difficulties. And some of us just may have walking difficulties because as we get older, we tend to have a hard time moving around. It just takes longer and it's a lot harder. So you may see that. You can see swallowing difficulties maybe because our muscles in our mouth get tighter. And this could probably generally happen for people who have spastic quadriplegia because quadriplegia affects the whole body. So it may happen in those people with CP. And it's just that the mouth gets tighter. I think I escaped that part because I work as a speech therapist. So I constantly have to keep talking. So that kind of keeps those muscles limber. So are you saying that talking more would help those mouth muscles loosen? Yeah, I'm saying that for some people, exercising and talking, like, because if we're exercising our muscles, that keeps us loose and limber. So yeah, talking for us with who has quadriplegia actually does help because we're keeping those mouth muscles exercised. So you heard the guys with CP. If you feel tightness in your mouth, make sure you talk a lot. Don't ever let anyone say that you talk a lot because you're talking for your health. 
Definitely. I think that was a public service announcement, guys. It's a public service announcement. So you can also see entrapment, which there are most likely nerve entrapments, and that's when the nerve becomes compressed or entrapped between two other structures in the body. Usually the nerve is compressed between a ligament and a bone. So far, I haven't had to experience that, but that sounds very painful. It does indeed. I'm hoping that that part of CP doesn't affect me at any point. Another condition you can see in adults with CP, or for some, is post-impairment syndrome. And this often goes misdiagnosed because it corresponds to a lot of CP symptoms. So a lot of doctors missed it. So it's basically when you have weakness due to muscle abnormalities or bone deformities or overuse syndromes or arthritis and it's increased pain and you have fatigue or repetitive strain injuries. These strain injuries are repetitive strain injuries are like transfer, you know, just do things over and over again. Yeah, and we tend to do things over and over because once we have a system for something, like transferring or putting on our shirt, that's the way we stay putting on our shirt or we stay transferring because it's just easier. So some other things that adults with CP deal with is mental health issues such as depression or anxiety. Unfortunately, there is not much research done for adults with CP. However, there are studies that show that CP affects the autonomic nervous system. Yep, and that's just basically how our body controls like body temperature, blood pressure, all those internal things. So recently, or I shouldn't say recently because I've been struggling with a high heart rate since I was a baby. My heart rate can run in the 130s, 120, 140s. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, that definitely is fast. But you know what? The funny thing is I don't feel it at all. It just feels like a normal beat, which it is a normal beat. I don't skip beats. It's not irregular. It's just fast. So my doctor was concerned about it because he's like, you're getting older now. And if your heart keeps racing that fast, then you can have a heart attack and possibly expire. So he put me on high blood pressure medicine called Carvedilol. And it also controls your high blood pressure, but controls your heart rate as well. Still, it's supposed to slow down my heart rate and make it okay. So I'm going to start taking that medicine. But I've always struggled with that from a baby. So what are other things you can do for a person that has a high heart rate such as yours? How can you make it lower? I think it varies. Like for me, if I exercise, interestingly, it will go down. So it will be a normal heart rate, a normal blood pressure. But as long as I stay sitting and I'm not active, then I'll have a slightly elevated blood pressure and a fast heart rate. So I noticed that if I exercise, everything will be normal. So that is pretty much the complete opposite of an able-bodied person. Because when they exercise, their heart rate goes up. But when they're stationary, their heart rate goes down. Yeah, the complete opposite. And I really don't know why. I can only speculate that maybe it's because 
talking and moving around and doing little tasks are exerting for us. So, you know, any task that you do can raise your blood pressure. Anything can raise it. So I just think because I'm exerting more energy, that's probably why it stays elevated. But I'm not sure. They should really do more research. Yeah, they definitely should. There is research that some babies born with CP can also struggle with a low heart rate and a low blood pressure as well. And CP might affect like body temperature as well, controlling your body temperature. That is interesting because I've noticed, especially since I was a teenager, that part of my left side of my body would be cold when the other half of my body is really hot. So I never knew why it would be that way, but I guess that would answer that. There's another recent study out there that suggests that they need to look into more about CP and kidney failure. This study said that the way they usually measure kidney function, which is through your creatine level, is not the proper way to measure it for us because creatine level goes on muscle mass. And so because we constantly have low muscle mass, our creatine levels will always show up as low, which is what you want. You want a low creatine level. That shows that your kidneys are functioning fine. If it's too high, then you have trouble with your kidneys. So we're always gonna show low creatine levels just because our muscle mass is lower. But that doesn't necessarily mean that our kidneys are not functioning. But they haven't figured out what they should do for us yet. That study is still ongoing. But I thought that was interesting. Very interesting. So even though there's not enough research, guys, about living as an adult with CP, I have noticed some things that has been occurring to me that I would like to share with you guys. So here it goes. that I have been snoring lately and I shouldn't be because I had my adenoids and tonsils removed when I was a baby so that's usually what causes your snoring if any of those structures are enlarged but I had them removed so there was no reason why I should be snoring so my mom was like I'm really concerned about it I was like ah it's not that big of a deal it's a baby snore I'm not going back to the doctor she was like I think you should go so she scheduled an appointment for me to go to an ENT. I went and he said to me, oh, I think the reason why you're snoring is one, um, you're suffering from a little bit of acid reflux. So some food was showing that it comes back up in my throat sometimes. And I noticed that when your muscles are relaxed, your pharynx closes about 30%. So that means when I'm going to sleep at night, my body's relaxing too much till it closes off my airway a little bit. So I'm only breathing at 70%. So I said, wow, is there any way that I could stop this? He was like, no, sometimes it just happens in people with CP. So, and it can get progressively worse the older you get. So he just told me for now to sleep with my head elevated, don't eat anything after four o'clock, and to use Flonase to help with congestion as well. So that's pretty interesting. And I was like, what? I'm probably going all the way back from when I was a baby because I saw an ENT when I was a baby, but 
you know, all my issues back then were resolved. So my mom was like, oh, you don't need to see this doctor anymore. Keep in mind, y'all, that I had 18 different doctors. So I was kind of glad to start slowly getting rid of some. But I noticed now that I might need to go back to an ENT doctor just to get checkups. Another interesting thing that I found is that I have something that is called a helix vulgus, which is like a bunion that people with CP get on their feet. And it doesn't actually look like an actual bunion, guys. It literally just looks like my big toe crooks over to the right side, so it looks like a Captain Hook toe. And it lays on top of all my other toes, which makes it difficult sometimes for me to walk because it pushes all the other toes down. And so sometimes I'm walking on my toes, which hurts. And the doctor, I actually went to an orthopedic doctor for that. And he was telling me that the one thing I can do is fuse your toe bone. And I was like, that is out of the question. You are not fusing any bones because then that means I can't move it. And he was like, well, this is something you can do to help stop the pain. You're right, you won't be able to move it, but you barely move your toes anyway. So I don't think it's gonna be that much of an impact. And I was like, well, I still would like the option to be able to move my toes. I still would like the option to be able to get up on all fours on my knee. And when you do that, your toes bend backwards. So if I fuse my toe bone on my big toe, my big toe wouldn't be able to bend back. So I said, no, thank you. I don't want the surgery. And he said, okay, well, if you decide that it's too much pain and you want to come back, we'll do it for you anytime. So that was pretty interesting. It's fun fact time. So here is your fun fact. We use three to five times more energy when we walk. So that is why we get fatigued. So pretty much anything that an able-bodied person does when they pretty much lose no energy, we use about five times more than that. We pretty much get tired easily. what it's really like for us living as an adult with CP. I find that the services are disappearing. I remember when I was a kid, I could get anything that I asked for, any service that I needed, and it was right there. Now as an adult, I have to search high and low to find anything, even PT. I think it is ridiculous because we as adults, we're gonna constantly need these services to help us live independently. And you can't find any of them at all. So I don't really agree with that because I don't know. I've been I've seen so many like physical therapy areas. So I guess it depends on what kind of insurance you have. Uh, but I, I've seen physical therapy, occupational therapy. Have you gone to receive PT services? Like the places are there, 
What I'm saying is you can't get the services. So I actually have gone to get PT, but after a few sessions, I didn't really feel like it was helping me at all. So I just kind of stopped going. Yeah. Why did you feel like it wasn't really helping you? Because that's another point I want to lean in on. Because they were just doing stretches that, I don't know, I didn't feel, because the reason I was going to these PT appointments was for me to like feel looser and get stretches and things of that nature. But after a few sessions, I didn't really see any results. I didn't, um, I don't know if maybe I didn't really give them much of a chance, but I don't know, I just stopped going and I prefer just going to like a regular gym. See, you're more optimistic than I am because I tend to feel like when I do find places that offer PT, which is scarce again for me, like I say, they are not knowledgeable in how to treat us. So you can't find a therapist that really like specializes in CP or knows how to treat an adult with CP. Most of the physical therapists that I see out there today are mainly like if you had a stroke or you had knee replacement surgery or they are like really rehabilitation medicine but they don't specialize in any of the neurological conditions. Where are those type of physical therapists at? I need to know because I need one and I can't find one. I mean, maybe maybe that's the reason I stopped going because they didn't specialize in working with people with CP. Yeah, and I that's like the biggest problem for me. Like we still need these services. Where are the services. I had a hard time finding a physiatrist because mostly you can only find physiatrists that want to work with pediatrics. And I don't really know what the reason is why the services for adults seem to be disappearing. But it's like I literally feel lost in the sauce. You can't find anything. And then they always tell us like, oh, you need to make sure you stay exercised, you stay limber because that's what's going to help you maintain what you have now. No, CP is not a progressive disease, right? And that's what they always tell us. It's not a progressive disease, but it does get worse over time, right? I actually asked my doctor this um, the other day, and I said to her, you guys say it's not a progressive disease, but as I age, I'm starting to notice things that I didn't have before. And she's like, we say it's non-progressive because the brain injury doesn't change, but because it has to deal with muscular and skeletal structures, Things will happen and things will change. I said, okay, I get that. But then where are the services? Please point me in the direction of the services because they are absolutely gone. And like I said, when you do find them, the people don't have the knowledge. And I'm just sick of it because I need this to maintain what I have and even gain more function. I think that's probably why you don't see a lot because a lot of people want to work with children because... They feel like they absorb everything like a sponge and they can learn new skills and you can help them be more independent from that point. But adults, we can also learn new skills. Like I've learned a ton of new skills in my adult life. So I feel like that's not even a valid argument. And again, I'm just saying this from my perspective, but I just don't think that's a valid argument. All right. So my disability community let me know in the comments, you know, where, where do you go for your PT or even your OT? Just let us know. Yeah, and do you find it difficult to find services? Because like Lewis said, he doesn't find it difficult at all. But I definitely do. I definitely find it difficult. So let us know if you find it difficult. Because if you do, then we need to start speaking up and speaking out a little bit more about what's going on. 
actually I wrote a poem that corresponds to like how I've been feeling lately and it's actually called don't throw me away so I'm going to read it They say as you age, you will age much faster than most because of a sedentary lifestyle. So they say stay ahead of it by keeping active. But then why are services inactive for adults? They say exercise is key, but then help me. Give me the services I need to live with this disability. Don't throw me away. I feel like I'm in a bind because I looked high and low for services to help me. But it feels like the world has said leave her be. She's an adult now. But don't throw me away. When I was a kid, any and everything was available to me. But now that I'm an adult, that isn't the case. Everything is gone in a haste. But why? When it is said that we need PTOT speech, orthopedic, and a physiatrist for a lifetime. But shoot, now to find these basic necessities is full of stress. I need a rest. Don't throw me away. We need these things to maintain. Because as you get older, you can bet things change. Take it from me. You can't just let things be. Body gets weaker, body gets stiffer. So don't throw me away because that child becomes an adult. And the same way I needed the services then, I need them now. So don't throw me away. That is amazing. I loved it. So yes, where are those services? We need them. so that's all we have for you guys today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sharing you guys have been amazing if you want to subscribe hit the plus button in the left hand corner to subscribe to our show and we are rolling out subscribe comment and share smash that like button